0: It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017TheTruth.com.
1: They did moment, now hot they all know me. Back They did moment, now hot they all know me. They did moment, now hot they all know me. They did moment, now hot they all know me. They did, they did. We're back at the top of the hour. It's Wednesday, January 31st, the last day of January. And in better news, I love February because it's the month that we celebrate us. We celebrate black history, black present, and black future.
2: Yes, yes. I'm I'm all about February. Yeah, DT, you were just telling me the other day about how crazy – your february march is because there's so much going on and, and with women's month and black history month and and uh, you're right i mean if if you felt like january took forever things are really about to get cranked up because uh, there's a lot going on starting february 1st which is tomorrow ben is, do we have coach now okay yeah we got coach now hey that's what's up a lot going on. that's yes. right Good morning, Coach. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing this morning? We are doing no, great. Uh, let, let, before gotta, DT goes on, you DT, Coach, yeah. you got to know, this is one of the, the favorite parts of the month for DT because she loves talking to you, man. I, ju- I just want to sure throw that do. out there.
1: <laughs> I sure do. Now. Well, now, the feeling's buddy. mutual. I, I got to Thank you. I have just a little. And it's hard for me to even say this to you, Coach Lundy, but I got a little bone to pick with you. Can I pick it with you?
3: OK. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Okay. I, know
3: you're I got busy. energy. It's early in the morning.
1: Good. <laughs> I know you're I know you're busy, Coach Lundy. Can you just carve out some time? Because I saw where you were in the studio at some point. I don't know when, but could you carve out some time to be in the studio? During one of our upcoming conversations with you. That's just I just I just want to see if you can come to the studio.
3: Oh, that's easy. All you had to do is ask. Hey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll,
1: we'll work, we'll work on that offline. I just want the people to know that you were going to grace us with your presence and come to the studio at some point between now and let's say the end of the season.
3: Well, uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And okay. I'm flattered you would
2: ask. I'm there. All right. I'm there. Well, Coach, now we got that squared away. And she's going to hold you to it, by the way. I know. I know. I know. Yeah, coach, you guys are back on the road. That's the only uh, t- bone she's got to pick with me, though. I, that's pretty good. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm was, okay with that. I was about to say, as a coach, I'm sure there's other things that <laughs> people have bones to pick with you about and uh, that are less stressful than that. Yeah. <laughs> that's like the funny bone being picked. <laughs> I like that. Coach, you guys are back out on the road uh tomorrow as a matter of fact you guys are going to visit Purdue Fort Wayne um just tell us a little bit about how your team has found your rhythm on the offensive end the past 10 games
3: uh well we uh we got a little healthier uh got some guys back and um you know they're sharing the ball pretty well and and um and some guys that you know uh, we knew we we're, were good shooters and good offensive players that didn't didn't have a great start to the season kind of found their stride um control pullian we call him kp uh we got bj freeman back uh eric pratt really uh has kind of become what we we thought he could be um we still seem to to have a a, a starter break something weekly and lo- lose some guys but uh, we're we're figuring it out and uh we have been able to score some points. We could we could stop some people, we we could win
2: some games here. We're joined by UWM Panthers men's basketball head coach, Bart Lundy, coach. Uh, I just mentioned the last ten games, you guys are six and four over that stretch, and you just mentioned KP and Eric. How have they been able to be so successful on the offensive end as of late? Uh, well, those two guys, especially, you know, they,
3: they 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 just they live in the gym. Uh, one of the one of the things that uh hurts us a little bit with uh with our crowd, uh, but helps our guys, we don't start the second semester until January 20th. So, a lot of those home games, we don't have our students, which hurts us. Uh, but for our players, you know, without class, they can, um, you know we, we 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 try to convince them hey you know you want you guys want to be pros at some point well here's here's a month during the season that you can you can uh, conduct yourself as a pro you don't have any class um you know your outside distractions are less uh so they get in the gym you know outside of practice time they they're getting more more time in the weight room so those guys have spent a lot of time in the gym and uh, really, really, were sharp over the last month, and you could tell it in their play.
4: Coach uh, Tony Smith here. Haven't talked with you for a while. Good to talk to you. Uh, hey, Tony. Uh, I just want to talk about injuries because I know everybody has injuries, and sometimes you could look at injuries. Obviously, they you don't like them. They they hurt, but sometimes they can be a little blessing in disguise because guys that don't get a lot of time, they get a chance to step up and develop. Uh, and just talk about that. Uh, that kind of dynamic of having guys out,
3: but it, it being an opportunity for other guys. It, you, you're exactly right. Um, you know, this has been this has been in, in my you know twenty whatever years as a head coach this has been the toughest injury year I've ever had. Um, so we've we've lost um, literally five starters at this point, five guys that had started games. But when you look at the at the that the guys that are playing now, um, you know, they're they're getting time that they might not have gotten. You know, Simeon Merchinson, who's uh, from here in Milwaukee, um, you know, really wasn't as a true freshman ready to play early in the year, but works his tail off, and and now he's he's able to get that time in the game. And you know, we may we may um, he may not be as ready as some of those older guys were um, that we lost, uh, but at some point in this stretch or down the road in his career, this time is going to pay off. So, you know, there's there's a little bit of temporary pain, but you can see that it's going to help some of these guys long-term, which is, you know, what we should be all about.
1: Well, Coach Lundy, I wasn't going to change my schedule. But for you, go ahead and put me in, Coach. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and <laughs> help you with the injuries. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm a busy person, Coach. But for you, just let me know. I'll go ahead and put on my jersey and look at Tony's face. Tony, what's that? What, what is that
4: face? Hey, uh, hey, I, I, hey listen, I, I don't know how a Coach feels hey, about it. It depends.
3: Play some D, I would yeah, play I was gonna say you.
4: depends on the score of the game, but what? I would I would pay to see Denise oh, get in there. <laughs>
1: Why do you call co- look coach? Why do you think they call me DT? The D is for defense. That's what it's
4: all about. D, I love it.
1: Defense DT. Yes. Y'all stay tuned. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be playing
4: for. Long. United hey, Rams. long as the T I'm is isn't for turnover, Denise. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm like I give <laughs> <laughs> you defense and turnovers.
5: What do you think, coach?
3: You don't know how defense many times. <laughs> I, you don't know how many times I've said that this year. I can put up with your turnovers. Play some B, so <laughs> Well, there it is, y'all. You heard it here live on Truth Be Told with DT
1: and Telly, uh, Coach is gonna put DT in for the defense and the turnover.
2: Yes. Well, Coach, while you explore DT's eligibility? Uh, <laughs> you mentioned. What? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure right now. I, and I, compliance I right think. Now. I think she's got a
4: COVID year available. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Everybody else does exactly. <laughs> hey, I don't know how many forty-seven uh, year olds you go you got coming off the bench. Hey, but, uh, don't be mentioning her age. Come on, man. Yeah.
0: It's all good. <laughs>
2: but Coach uh, Tony just touched on it, and and Denise has offered her services thirteen different lineups this season. When you have that much turnover and injuries, like Tony said, there's nothing you could do about it, and they're pretty much unavoidable how do you try to get that continuity I mean because I'm sure there have been times it's been tough to run five on five in practice with so many injuries so when you're dealing with that type of stuff on a daily basis again you said in your 20 plus years of being a head coach you've never been hit by the injury bug quite like this how do you try to keep these guys together and get some type of cohesiveness
5: yeah,
3: I mean, you, you just you know you just go. It, we haven't changed what we do really uh, drastically. I mean, we we talk about you know doing today right, and uh, today right just means that somebody's got to play a different position or somebody's got to learn something, you know, a, a different spot than they were in yesterday. So it, that that's been uh, it's been a challenge, but um, you know these guys have been pretty pretty resilient. Uh, it has been it has been frustrating. Just it seems like weekly. Like we had we had uh, lost our starting center last week uh, to to a broken hand, and uh, and then uh, Faison Fields kind of stepped into that role uh, for us this weekend and played his best game the best game he's played since he's been a Panther. And then we had to get his uh, hand x rayed on Monday, and you're just crossing your fingers now. Fortunately, it was just ligament. And, and he's going to be able to play it's on his non shooting hand, but you just as a staff we look at each other like whoa you know this can't, can't be the hits can't keep coming yeah, yeah. Um, but you know you just you just do it day by day and and those guys those guys have done great um, and and you know even though we've lost a bunch of really important pieces I still feel like we've got enough to make a run here in February we've got a rough schedule but. Uh I think I think we still have enough. We got enough firepower. We just uh you know, we're a little 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 thin inside, but uh the guys that we have can get the job done.
2: Well, Coach, we hope that sooner than later you can come into the office on a Monday and ask who's coming back, as opposed to who's going to be out this week. So, we- meanwhile, those assistant coaches are getting some nice reps in practice. <laughs> <laughs>
3: they
2: are—they're losing some weight. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, hey, trust that's me, I know, you know, know how that goes. <laughs> well, Coach, yeah, we appreciate. Yeah, a- uh, yeah, Coach, we appreciate you taking the time as always, and uh, now you have a homework assignment. Hopefully we could get you at the studio next month for interview because DT is going to hold you to it. I'm telling you. She Absolutely. is going to hold Coach, you to well it. Enough. Coach
1: Bart Lundy is is currently now seeking to whether DT defensive turnover DT Thomas can play for the UWM Panthers <laughs> <laughs> more to come. Stay tuned. For any updates live here on True <laughs> with DT and Tilly and UWF
2: coach Bart Lundy. <laughs>
3: yeah, go Panthers, DT. Go, Panthers. <laughs> go Thanks,
2: Panthers! Coach. Thanks, Coach. And good luck tomorrow. Again, the Panthers will be at Purdue, Fort Wayne, and you can catch that game right here on 1017 The Truth with coverage beginning at 530. And the tip is at six o'clock. Thanks so much, Coach. Appreciate it. Oh, coach is gone. Yes, man. We he said, peace out got, to y'all. Got,
1: he is running to the athletic department. He's right now
4: running <laughs> he's, like, D, he, he's, the D, he's talking yes. to DT. He's talking to compliance right now to see if you actually have eligibility. <laughs> <laughs> he went right to the her compliance officer. like, can she play?
2: <laughs> oh, man. That's great. That's great. Hey,
4: listen. If DT got out one minute, oh, just subbed buddy. in the game for a split second, I would – I would buy a courtside ticket. I, I'd pay top dollars.
2: Yeah. I'm,
0: I'm <laughs> buying courtside.
4: I got to be there. saying? Is that so I'm, that's for your hey, entertainment? Because I'm going live. I'm money? going live on, hey, uh, sports is entertainment business. Well, yes, it's uh, for uh, our uh, entertainment. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, and I'm going to hey, yeah, be there. you say? Absolutely. I'm going to be there. IG
2: live. I'm IG live in it. I'm doing all kinds of stuff. First so off, do do how are you going to do with your nails?
4: <laughs> hey, she's going to get it done.
1: Wait a minute, you, you you expect me to cut my nails off to play ball? See, that's
4: what I'm no, saying. No, I don't See, expect you to do that. We anything. already got an issue. i am tell you, will get it done. <laughs> she, already, she, she already said she's going to turn it over anyway, so <laughs> she didn't need to cut nothing. <laughs> <laughs> over
3: here,
1: wait. Like that's That's pretty. Okay, so you know what, Telly? I, I, I don't like that comment because that eludes to that in order for a woman to play ball, she
2: yeah, has to Telly. have short
1: nails. Yeah, Telly. That's uh, not right. Most dude, right that now.
2: That's not a sexist. All you got to do is turn on the WNBA. You don't see too hey. many women out there with long nails.
1: I remember Flojo. I know that's a different sport.
2: but I was about to, to say, nails. yeah, it's different when you're just running. You and ain't handling not touching. balls. Yeah, you're not handling. That
4: sounded weird, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs>
1: I am not cutting my nails, okay? My <laughs> nails are part of my identity. And I'm Part of <laughs> my <going> to... <laughs> identity. <laughs> you are being toxic. I feel a <laughs> I'm
2: sorry. I don't want you to feel like Rudolph. It's not like it's kid in play. you cutting off the high-top face.
1: Why are you saying I don't want you to feel like Rudolph?
2: <laughs> hey, hey, check this out. <laughs> we always have fun, but we're going to dive back into our week long <laughs> series of stereotypes. Again, today we have been talking about the stereotype of black people being lazy keep hitting us up we're getting a lot of smoke on the truth talk to text line 833-212-1017 and don't forget you can always stream and watch us live go to youtube subscribe 101.7 the truth again tony smith is in the building and we got more truth be told with dt and telly after this
1: Thank y'all so much for tuning in. It is Wednesday, January thirty first. We are in our second hour. It's eight eighteen a.m. If you're just joining, hope you're having a great start to the week. Tomorrow is the first. I just have to keep telling, reminding myself that because I, you know, I got decisions to make.
2: But it's also your second favorite day of the week. It is Friday, Junior too. So.
1: Yes, Friday Junior. (laughs) So we're going to make sure that we keep bringing y'all the heat. We got guest co-hosts in the building. Marquette University's Men's Basketball Hall of Famer. Tony Smith is in the building. This week, y'all, we have been talking about the impact of stereotypes on Black people. African-American, Black, however you classify yourself as a person of color negative, negative impacts that impact how and why we show up as a result of stereotypes is what we're talking about. Today we're focusing on the stereotypes of Black people being lazy. Now, before we get back into the conversation, I just want to remind us that racial stereotypes are defined as constructed beliefs that all members of the same race share given characteristics where it's as far as black folks, whether it's athleticism, whether it's parenting. And as we're talking about today, work ethic, laziness. Are black folks lazy? Now, before the break, we were talking about welfare because welfare, which as our valued listener, Al, had mentioned when he called in was not designed to feed, house, and support black people. That's not what the history of welfare came from. And to Al's point, it started around the Great Depression in the 1930s and focused on all, and I wanna emphasize, all low-income individuals and families. Now, in the 1930s, I'm not off the top of my head aware of what the median income for Americans was, But this was designed for low income individuals and families because you had a lot of people who had just came back from war, a lot of women who just weren't able to work but had to take care of their families. So qualifications of welfare when it first originated were very unique in terms of how how the system works today. Now, as far as the lazy stereotype, the correlation is that America would often use terms. And when I say America, I mean specifically politicians. They would use terms, languages and images when talking about government assistance such as welfare to correlate black people with laziness. So this is where as institutions of higher learning continue to remove black history from American history. This is why here at The Truth, we gonna keep educating ourselves because that's what's needed to fight stereotypes, whether you're black, white, because we have a ton of listeners that are not black for the record. And most of our listeners that are not black always say they love this station because it helps them understand why things are the way they are in order to fix the problem. Yeah. So if you are a person of that is not black and you're listening to this, and you're feeling uncomfortable, that's a good thing because it starts with empathy. And then you, you start to think about things critically because I'm gonna tell y'all right now as a black person, there is nobody on planet earth that inherits laziness because of the color of their skin. I'm, I'm gonna say Boom. it again, Telly, Then I wanna get your reaction and Tony's reaction. There is not one person on planet earth that inherits laziness or lack of work ethic Simply because of the color of their skin.
2: Look, that is that is tough to follow up. I'm just going to read Dan's text message. You can hit us up on the True Talk and text line 833-212-1017. Dan says, good morning, family. Black people could never be lazy. How do you think this country was built? If anything, we're conditioned and even our condition is conditioned. Something we individually can change. That was almost as there profound as what you said, DT. <laughs> y- look,
1: <laughs> thank, man, and thank you, Dan. Because you, you know when you get that silence, yes, thank you, Dan. I mean, y'all, it's coming hot, as Telly had mentioned on the Truth Talking text line. And uh, D Wood says, if black people are so lazy, then give us back all the contributions that we made in this country and in the world, and we'll see how far you get.
2: And if mm-hmm. boy, <laughs> it's, it's, you know the <laughs> one thing—the one thing I just thought about just hearing that and reading that text is how often did you hear growing up hey go back to africa go back where you came from it's like if we went back to where we came from there's a lot of stuff y'all would be enjoying right now
4: well the other thing is they they, they stole half of the stuff <laughs> right that we, that so we the invented. stuff that
2: we did create you yeah. stole
4: it
1: anyway
2: we stole it anyway <laughs>
1: Uh, Craig, to back up what y'all are saying, Craig says on the Truth Talking text line, which again is 833-212-1017, it's just a funny thing that they call Black people lazy when on media outlets we were portrayed as slave workers, human mules, the ones that did all the backbreaking work, the field work, the housework, etc. That stereotype just does not make sense to me. Zuri Tribe on the YouTube message board says, if we lazy, then give us our 40 acres and watch me get lazy. <laughs> 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 Zuri's like, oh, okay, well, if we lazy, go and give me my 40 acres of mule and I'll just go right to bed. How about
2: that? Yes, and, yeah, and it's, it's a it's a stereotype, again, that has been perpetuated over and over and over. And again, I'll go back to what I said earlier with donald trump if you tell a lie enough then people may actually start to question the truth and be like you know what now let me maybe mm -hmm. maybe that is correct
1: speaking of which and i'm so glad you said that way telly check this out now welfare got started based on the social security act y'all lean in check this out so this is why when people say America's not a racist country really check this out The Social Security Act of 1935, and this goes back to what Al had said, was a program that enabled states in the United States of America to provide cash welfare payments for needy children, check this out, who had been deprived of parental parental support or care because their father or mother was absent from the home, incapacitated, deceased, or unemployed. Are we clear? That's a fact. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, where it becomes racist as part of a systemic racist effort. If you noticed during the sixties and seventies, when more black people were encouraged to apply for welfare, if you notice for women, it was part of separating the black family because there was oftentimes where women were told, in order for you to receive welfare, you could not have a husband or a boyfriend. That's why that one show with Diane Carroll and James Earl Jones, or I think it was a movie actually, where anytime the welfare officers or social, uh, what do you call it? Social worker, thank you, would come, she would have to hide anything and everything that looked like she had a boyfriend or anything like, she had to hide toasters. Appliances that so it was it was program that you have to rely on us and you cannot grow and develop, which I find interesting because a lot of times certain people will say, you know, black people don't want to work. They want to be on welfare. They want government assistance. But you made policies and and rules to prevent a, a, a black woman or a black man from building, which is one of the most fundamental parts of the American dream. And that's having a family.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, let's see yeah, what brother commit so uh, before you continue. Let's see what brother commit yeah. has to say. Brother commit, good morning. Commit is that that's right, Ben. Commit, commit, Kemet, I'm sorry, brother Kemet, Good morning. What's your question or comment? Commit, commit, commit. I don't care what you call
5: me. Commit. We gonna get it right. Me.
2: You should care what we call hey, you. <laughs>
5: listen, listen. I I don't. I must. I must. I, I have to take my hat off. This is one. I'm a person I've spoke on college campuses I've done things um, and this is one of the most powerful pieces I have ever seen to do a week-long show because the stereotypes are what drives us you see it in social media everyone giving wrong numbers you know just giving incorrect statistics you know just all over the place and the more you do that and when I speak to young people when I was going to NPS for years for like 19 years, I would always tear down the myths and the lies about us in order to make our babies feel good you know our babies feel like we're you know they're, they're, they get it so much they're so inundated by it that they feel like yes we're lazy yes we're this yes we're that they'll tell you I can bring you a group of children and they'll sit down and tell you all the stereotypical things that they believe about themselves wow you know and and, and that's that that's a that's a heart-wrenching thing a gut-wrenching thing it's, it's something that I was I was Definitely part of um, I spoke about some of the things that they've done, but I want to say this with the lazy piece. You have to understand if you look at us and I can send you articles on it. You know, one of the things that they did when they brought us here to America, they called us lazy and shiftless and unsypical. the The narrative was not that we were hard workers. It was that we were lazy individuals. And this is something that you can look up and find that even during the slave days, they justify slavery by saying that we're a bunch of lazy, shiftless people. So the lazy thing stuck. It's stuck because it's been put out there for years in order to make what they were doing look correct and make them look like hard thinkers and hard workers. We're making them work. So this narrative has history. It has a lot of history behind it. What DT said in terms of I'll do you one better. My wife was one of the best specialists with W-2 here in Wisconsin. She was good. My wife is Bernadette. They know her. She was good. And she was real, real good. But one of the things that she voiced was that she couldn't understand why there was, with W-2 and welfare, um, they were telling her, they were driving home, that you got to make them work. Go work. If they're sitting at home, you got to go make them go out and work. If they, they're going to have to do some yarn, knitting, they have to show up. And so there was a, there, there's something that goes on with this welfare thing. If you don't have a job, they make you get out there and do something. You have to report mm-hmm. to them and do something. Yeah. Well, my mm-hmm. wife found out that in real parts of Wisconsin, they didn't report to do anything. Those women are receiving welfare, and they're still doing it to this day. They receive welfare, and my wife was, Why don't you make them show up to us somewhere? And they said, Well, there's no jobs really, and that's a lot. She said, They can go out there and work the farms. They can go out there and work the stores. Why are you not re- re- requiring them? And this is happening right here in Wisconsin, and I'll pull their card on it any day they want to. Anyone that disagrees, you have white women. Who are not working in particular, and they're sitting and they collect—they're collecting sex right here in Wisconsin. My wife voiced that, you know, sentiment and said how wrong it was, and she told them about themselves and yeah. got fired. Yeah, <laughs> so, you know.
2: Yeah. Well, we appreciate your call, brother. Uh, brother Kimmet. Uh
1: I, I could listen to him all day. Yeah. And you know what? Let me just say this really quick, Tilly. This is why this station is so important. Because, you know, these are the kind of things like I did, I had no idea that that was even taking place until that brother shared that that, that yeah, experience.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and another thing, too, the, to hit on one of the things that he talked about in terms of going back to slavery and how those labels were created. Uh, if you ever get a chance to go to the National Museum of African-American History and Culture in Washington, D.C., it is a must. Some of the artifacts that were that are in that museum. Are priceless. And one of the things that I was very intrigued about is when slaves were put on the slave block, how they would describe them. They would say, uh, uh, strong Afro American, uh, uh, no, they'll be like, strong uh, black slave, uh, works hard, or Or they'll put like, uh, they're around 14, 15, I don't know how many good years you're going to get out of them, but they are this or they are that. That was part of the description when slaves were being sold to other slave owners, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, how they worked. Or if, uh, man, he's a big burly guy, uh, he could get you at least 10, 12 hours a day. And just depending on your physical attributes, how they determine how good of a worker you would be. So, again, if they looked at you and you, you, and you the, wasn't as strong or you didn't look like you could work 12, 14 hours a day, then they was like, well, you might not want that one. That's a lazy one.
1: So you just described and going back to, was it Nemet? It Kemet. is point two. Commit.
2: Commit, Kevin. brother. Commit. This yeah. all
1: this, this all correlates with how and why Black people show up the way that we do in any professional capacity, whether it's corporate, whether it's uh, blue collar, or whether it's 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 sports. Yeah. We we know that the stereotypes that we're athletic and that we're strong and that we're laborers and not critical thinkers is exactly why. And here's a here's a fact. Studies have shown, and, I, and I'm and i big on credible sources, and I'll, I'll get the source later. But do you know that the majority of black people that work in corporate America purposely get there earlier and stay longer without necessarily being productive? But just just being there yeah. because they don't want to be regarded as the lazy black person. Yep. Now, think about that. Yeah. Now, I know the younger generation is starting to shift that but and, and and so let me just say this on the truth talking text line r moore says i have an issue with them telling black women that they could not have a husband or a boyfriend to receive such benefits so my problem is why did we say okay and why was the man okay with it there has to be more to this than that there may be our more but let me go back to the definition or the criteria now remember social security act of 1935 enabled states to provide cash welfare payments for needy children, are you ready for this, Armour, who were deprived of parental support or care because their father or mother was absent. That then translated in terms of racism is in order to receive care to take care of your child, you cannot have a husband or a boyfriend or any type of other parental support. So that's where it became black families yeah we're going to keep y'all divided by making sure that there's more emphasis on getting welfare aid or financial aid than building a family that's why are more that's why because I, I could care i could tell you right now if it came down to me being able to feed my kids or have a boyfriend what do you think i'm going to choose
2: all right yeah It's going to come to feeding your kids. Look, this conversation and this topic is generating a lot of heat. Keep it coming, Truth Nation. Hit us in the Truth Talk and text line 833-212-1017. We will keep the fire going on the other side of the break. You're listening to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly.
0: Don't touch that dial. Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. We'll be right back on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Doctor Martin Luther King Jr. He has inspired generations of change. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017TheTruth.com. us
2: no silence my voice, pushing the So that's the song, so right there. In case you're just tuning in, first off, good morning. We've been continuing our series about stereotypes and how there's been a stereotype of black people being lazy for Uh That was Gladys Knight and the Pips. And our texter who texted in named Sean hit us up on the True Talk to text line. Again, Truth Nation, 833-212-1017. Sean says, Gladys Knight and the Pips did the soundtrack for Claudine, which you just heard. And one of the songs was Mr. Welfare. And the lyrics go like this. They just keep on saying, I'm a lazy woman, don't love my children, and I'm mentally unfit. We've been talking a lot about all this laziness and, and how it's just such a misperception about black people as a whole. And, and Tony, we haven't got your reaction yet. What are, what are your thoughts about this?
4: uh yeah i got they got the same thoughts as everybody else has been talking about i mean it's just uh it's it's typical of america to to put out a narrative about whatever it may be but they it's just what they need you to believe uh to make what they're doing okay right that that's how it is so they push out a narrative oh you know black people are lazy now we're we're helping them out by giving them giving them stuff to do right putting them in the work uh you know, as if they're doing us a favor by enslaving us because it's giving us a good work ethic. I mean, but they just wanna put a narrative out. But I mean, we we see this in many other aspects of life. It's it's all over the place. It's just um and it's still happening today, is the the crazy part. That whole I'm gonna throw something out there, uh, that's Trump's playbook. I'm gonna throw something out there and people are gonna believe it. Like Yeah. You know, they're not even gonna think about trying to uh Look into it themselves, or actually see. Oh, is, is that really the truth? No, nah, I'm just going to go and run with it and believe it. But like I say, like I said earlier, the, for me the biggest problem is like when you get, you get uh, black people, young kids looking in the mirror and, b- and believing bad things about themselves. Yeah, that's that's where it really starts uh, to get irritating.
1: I wasn't I wasn't going to bring this up, Tony and Telly. So you remember the other day we were talking about how I went to Whole Foods and mm. the, you know I bought five items. Well i'm gonna go ahead and say this truth be told so you know how a number of these stores have self checkout Mm -hmm. so me and my son go up to the uh cash register or the self checkout and my son just kept looking like you know something was bothering him and i said what's wrong with you and he was like nothing he just shook his head and i said no what's up And he said this this lady over here she keeps staring and she kept, I, I didn't pay attention because I'm just, you know, sometimes I'm just oblivious to that. Um, others, I should say around me and when I'm checking out. And apparently she kept coming over trying to see, you know, if, if I was going to steal or not, you know, scan items and just put them in the bag. And so as he was telling me, I looked up and I saw her do that. And one of the stereotypes that I want to talk about as well, especially for our non black listeners, is <laughs> here I am, y'all, in a Burberry puffer jacket. You saw what I had on, Telly, the other day. I had a Burberry coat on, Louis Vuitton loafers, dripped dripped in my jewelry, and I'm still to this young girl who got an apron on, a thief. Mm-hmm. Do you hear what I'm saying? It does not. And so the thing is, is that do you know how it feels that no matter what you have on, what you what you what you're dressed in, what kind of car you drive, how articulate you think you may sound, these racist white people will still remind you that they still see you as a thief or as lazy. She had on an apron, y'all. She's at a Whole Foods with an apron, and I'm over here looking like $8.2 trillion, and she still treated me like I was a thief. And,
2: and those are, that that's what goes back to how they were conditioned, how people are conditioned to see us, and we're the only people regardless, that show regardless up. Regardless of how we look. Yeah, regardless how we look, when we show up, there's already four or five stereotypes that. They are trying to break down to see if we fit them.
4: Hey, who was it? What's the song? You still, a, uh, yeah, you, you still a, a
2: in a coop. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And you know
1: what? Shame on me. Shame on me though. And this is something that, you know, I've been very intentional about shame on me because I, I'm, I'm tired of going to places where they can take my money. But still treat me like I'm less than oh yeah. there's a lot of places in Milwaukee and see y'all better y'all better leave me alone because I got my own radio show now I'm gonna start calling some institutions out but there are, there are a number of membership based organizations in Milwaukee one of which I revoked my membership because what you're not gonna do is take my hard-earned money and still treat me like I'm less than you because of my race yeah. you want me to pay you to treat me like that yeah. You want me to patronize your business, and you allow people to work here. That, by the way, I'm like you got on the apron, but you treat me like I'm the okay.
2: Yeah, all right, I, I, yeah. Denise, I,
4: you, you, <laughs> you, you said uh part of that right there because I, I've I've been in those situations. I think pretty much everybody has that. You know, you go to a place and just it's somebody in there acting crazy. But the thing I did want to point out when you said hold these organizations like okay everybody in here might not be their way but you letting a couple of people in here you gotta uh, you gotta police that somehow yeah i don't know how but i ain't saying all of your workers are like this but
2: you shouldn't have any workers in here like that exactly yeah yeah and, and, and i'm and, telling y'all we we are the only race again when we show up there are so many things that are already lined up where they're trying to figure out, well, maybe they're not like that. Well, because how many times a white person show up somewhere and you're like, ah, I wonder if they pay child support. They bring I up wonder a... if they have a record. When they come to I the barbecue and they're they, going they to carry school. a potato salad in.
1: They always ask Darren, is his dad a drug dealer? Because the way he, he would dress. Oh, is your dad a drug dealer? Look, y'all, we're going to keep conversation going. Because it obviously is something, look, LT on the troop Talk text line, he said, name names, DT. LT, <laughs> I'm telling you, they keep pushing my buttons. And the only reason why I'm not, in all seriousness, from a political standpoint, I just want to talk to Sharia Kyle to make sure none of these folks
2: are sponsored. Yeah, I was about to say, you might want to <laughs> cool out. <laughs>
1: right. So it ain't, it ain't that easy, LT, again, you know, so I got I to gotta be careful. But I will say this, without naming names, do not. Pay to be treated less than and that's the problem right now black folks we got to be very very intentional and consider where we're putting our dollars because I'm telling you right now these white supremacists they have no problem Elon Musk just told the world DE and I must die and here I am driving a Tesla I'm about to trade it in <laughs> I'm for real here I am driving a Tesla and this man just told me and I mean maybe it, maybe he meant it in a different way but I was like that's a very powerful statement
2: uh, I don't know how many ways you can take DEI must die. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, maybe maybe he's saying that we don't need it because we, we love each other so very much. Uh, so I just... <laughs> I,
2: I'm, I'm not going to agree on that one. <laughs> I know, right? Look,
1: I just don't feel like trading my Tesla and over here trying to talk to myself out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> well but just I think about yeah i was gonna say just think about the inconveniences there are when it's time to charge it maybe that'll right. motivate you to go trade it in Can, yes you're right you're right <laughs> look well, uh, more to, <laughs> yes yes more to come we will continue this conversation and again this is so worthy uh brother commit He couldn't have put it any better. This is definitely needed, and we are going to continue this throughout the rest of this week, and we're going to continue to break down the stereotypes that surrounds our community. Keep it locked right here. Coming up after the break is Truth of the Matter. You're listening to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly.
0: Don't touch that dial. Truth Be Told with DT and Telly will be right back on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You all know what it is, Truth Nation! This is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly!
5: Tony Smith in the building! Your boy being with on ones and twos, and this is truth yeah,
2: of the matter! Yeah, yeah. That's right. Truth Nation at the end of each show, we have our truth of the matter. That's when we give our takeaways from the topics we have discussed throughout the show. And this has been a show with a lot of smoke been coming through on the truth talk and text line. We appreciate it. This is the subject we're going to cover for the rest of the week. It's been a good first three days. We've been talking about stereotypes, but now time for our truth of the matter. And we're going to start with our guest co-host, Tony Smith
4: man uh my truth of the matter is you know we got to watch out for, obviously we're talking stereotypes but I, I don't think it's so much the stereotypes from other people because you're not going to be able to do anything about those it's it's the stereotypes that you feel about yourself and your own people right that's where i think the real problem lies we can't look at each other like that we we get mad like you know when somebody else is looking at us like that but you know a lot of times i feel like sometimes we do it we look at ourselves like that or other people. Uh, of our community like that and i think that's where the that's where the real danger lies if we can stop doing that uh then we can start and start to stop other people from from doing that right so don't look at yourself or other people in your community uh as a stereotype Indi- on an individual basis yeah some people might be lazy no question about that but uh, as an entire people, just oh, I'm looking at you. You're black. That means you're lazy, or you're.
2: Uh, I'm suspecting you'll be lazy. That's we we got to stop that. Yes, yeah. yes, that's ridiculous. All right, Benjamin. What is your truth of the matter? I'm a black man in America. I
5: do love chicken. All right. I also <laughs> happen to love watermelon, but I don't really like grape soda that much. All right. So just because. Kool-Aid. I, I don't even drink Kool-Aid. Hey, you know, that, that's diabetes for you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but just because I like two out of the three doesn't mean that all those things apply to me. All right? So it doesn't mean that I'm a thug. It does not mean that I'm an N-word. All right? All I'm trying to say is, Truth Nation, as everything that you see out there in the media doesn't apply to all of us. We are not a monolith. All right? We are much better than than the things that they try to portray us as. That's my truth in the matter.
2: All right. Uh, My truth of the matter, I'm going to piggyback off of both of you all because I think the main thing is the narrative that is being pushed continuously to be pushed. And that was pretty disturbing to hear that there are kids that believe that even before when they look in the mirror every day they believe the things that they have been told about themselves and that's the one thing that you cannot do is believe something that others say about you you know who you are so you don't have to fall into any type of narrative or any type of stereotype unless that is your choice so that is one thing that you don't have to believe the hype you don't have to believe everything you see here and read because you know who you are so don't allow these conditions to continue to condition you and your thought process and that is my truth of the matter as always we appreciate you tony joining us yeah yes yes and for dt and myself we want to thank you for listening in up next is next is the truth with Sherwin Hughes.
0: Peace out.